What's up guys, welcome back. It's been a hot minute since we've been in the studio. Uh, just me and Sutton here today, double team the episode of Max out with a little exam studying. We got a lot of sports news to talk about though, so let's rock and roll. We have, we have. Um, shout out to Twenty One Savage for bringing this episode to you. Twenty One, Twenty One, Twenty One. No, it's been a hot minute since Bush League is recorded. We've just been, just having fun, just doing some different stuff. But yeah. It's always, it puts a smile on my face to be back in the studio, recording the podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. It's been a, it's been a minute. I think it's good. We got the refresher in. We should be back now. Um, it's kind of like good. it's kind of like a professional athlete when the season ends and it's been a, been a long grind of the season and you just you need that one week break on your yacht in the Bahamas. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, we since we started, we went it was like eighteen weeks in a row. You know, we took and, a break, but it's so, okay. I mean, you could say it was our postseason decompression, or you could say it was our All Star break, one of two. You could, I say, yeah, I think it's more of an All Star break because we're still kind of in the middle of football season, which kind of is our big topic but yeah so far uh-huh. just because we haven't really i mean this podcast has only been I mean, since the start of football season kind of i mean i still don't know how we were how our first episode was mid midsummer nothing but nba offseason regular season mlb games we still cranked out 50 yeah. minutes that's how much we first episode 50 minutes pretty impressive yeah so i would say this has been an all-star break that we took but it's time for the second half playoff push it is and we're ready to get going we've got a loaded episode today a lot of different stuff, a lot of different sports, a lot of different angles. Jake, do you want to jump in? Yeah, I guess uh, it's been a... I don't think we've covered this yet, but uh, some MLB signs have happened. It's, yeah, since it's been a minute, we just got to we just gotta touch yeah, touch just, on everything that's happened and just make sure we're on the same page here. Yeah, so um, obviously we'll go chronological order for you guys. Start okay. with Steven Strasburg, who signed back with the Nationals. After uh, that World Series, baby. Yeah, so... He, he wants more. And he got his money. <laughs> He got seven years, 245. The ideal sequence of events as a sports player, you win a championship, you get paid. Not to mention he won MVP of the World Series. People spend their whole careers running around trying to find, hey, should I chase a championship or should I get paid? Should I chase a team where I can be the guy or should I try to just win a championship on a bunch of teams? Strasburg has all He said, let me get both within the span of about three months. (laughs) He said, let me get the MVP, let me get the World Series, and oh, by the way... Show me the money. I mean, seven years, two forty-five for him is just insane to me. And let your kids play baseball. Keep in mind, like this is the—he's still the number two guy there, behind besides Scherzer. It's getting out of control. It is, and that's part the, of the logical part of me wants a salary cap, but not caring about baseball really hopes there's no salary cap. So these absurd amounts of money. He has. See, I like it even as a baseball fan. Like, obviously, I'm a Mets fan, so I hate the Yankees and how much money they can spend, <laughs> but. We haven't touched on this. The Mets got our new owner. He's uh, going to be the richest owner in the I MLB. I have no idea. Okay. Well, he's coming. The, the dude's awesome. So let, I'll give you the rundown. His okay. name is Stephen Cohen. Okay. So he's um, he's going to be the richest owner in the MLB at a net worth of $13 billion. He's So he hasn't been doing anything baseball, really? No. Okay. So he's been making his money. He So he was convicted of wire fraud a few years ago. <laughs> Pawned I like off. it. He plays dirty. That's what I'm saying. He plays He dirty. pawned off the $1.2 billion and said it was nothing. Bought a Picasso painting for, it was like $150 million. You know, a nice painting. Yeah. First day, got it, fell through it, put his elbow through the middle of the painting. <laughs> then had to pay another $50 million in repairs. Like, the dude just kind of spends money how He's he wants. He's a high roller. Yeah. He plays dirty. And he grew up a Mets fan, so he obviously loves the team. He's not just doing it to own a team. So he likes the team. So And he says he's going to come in and he wants to be better than the Yankees, who are all the number one spenders. So like, I don't see anything wrong with him coming in. I mean, it sounds like it's it sounds like an aggressive move. It sounds like kind of putting, I don't know, somebody on crack behind the wheel in a race car, and it's like. Hey, and when he's throwing out money, I mean, we're obviously... already behind, so you might as well put the psycho behind the wheel and see if it works. I mean, as long as you have a halfway decent GM who's going to make most of the decisions, and you've right. got an owner who's willing to deal money, like there's uh-huh. not much that can go wrong. I, and in baseball, so much of it is how much money can you put in. Yeah, because there's no salary cap, and more like that's why the Yankees are so good for so long. But uh, I'm excited about the future of your Mets. Yeah. What's it, What's this guy's name? Steve Cohen. I got you. So, I don't. I don't really know how he got 
how he it got his, really got his matter. money, but it, it doesn't matter. The fact that he is a little like a little sneaky with his money and like there's he's something little, going on. He's a little edgy. Yeah, which I kind of like. Like he's kind of just like like kind of just crackhead throwing money out. Which I mean, I'll he's take got, it. He's got a dark side. Yeah. You need you need a little bit of a dark side. At least it's not. You know, it's just not going to be some like really white owner who has no idea what he's doing and it's just kind of there. Like, that's what we have now. Our owners are like in debt. Like they got money. They got loans from other MLB owners this past year because that's how like they're oh, so, so in that, debt. That's why you're a joke. Yeah. If the other if the other owners are like, oh my god, this Mets owner. When needs you're collecting, money, when you're collecting, money. it says they took twenty twenty nine million dollars in loans from other teams. So the way I put it together, now they didn't announce who gave them the loans, but when you get twenty nine million and there's twenty nine other teams, I'm assuming you're getting a million from each team. That's how I thought about it, but like, which is just sad. That that would be worse because it'd be like a league wide. Yeah, league it's like all right. the best case hey, scenario everyone, is they have a friend in the other like league. the Mariners who like yeah. no relation. Yeah. To, hey, we'll and, t- we'll toss you twenty five mil exactly. real quick. And then they, they like I'm sorry. Up, and then they picked up four from the Diamondbacks. Yeah, that would be the best case scenario. The absolute worst case is if they send out a notice and is they're that, like, hey, guys, we need a million from every team. I'm so sorry. We're broke. We're, we the suck. fact that, like, I can picture, like, just a owner's group message on, like, hey, <laughs> That's guys. That's exactly what I'm thinking about. Like, hey, guys, sorry. We're we're in debt. Like, hey, just slide us a mill apiece. We know you guys are fine. And then, and then, and then like, the Yankees laugh at it. They send a little ha-ha. Yeah. And they just pawn it off because it means nothing. They know that they're not going to do anything with that one the million. The Nationals don't respond because they just. No, they just send a Ven- they Venmo it over real quick. Well the, well, the Nationals also, like, actually, I don't know if the Nationals paid because they just gave out so much money to Strasburg. Yeah. And they also just won the World Series, so they're probably not worried. No. I mean, maybe they get, maybe they probably, like, sent the Mets a, their World Series ring and, like, hey, have this, and then we sold it for just to get the money. Yeah. Who's the worst, um, who's the worst franchise in MLB? Like, right now. I mean, the White Sox. Complete bottom dweller. Right now, it's got to be the Marlins just because... Jeter's kind of just done some questionable things, but you could also look at the Mariners, White Sox, and Mets are very similar in the fact that with Chicago, New York, both being they're both big market te- big market teams, they should spend a lot of money. Right. They don't. The Mariners are just kind of I don't know. Seattle. Uh, yeah. Okay, so it's like the Mariners. Like I'm thinking, the Mariners might have paid the Mets the most because they need a friend. Well, and they've these th- teams have had a little success for the past few years but like they're not what they should be at or oh. what they can be at I'm trying I, miss, to think. I miss the Ichiro days in Seattle yeah I mean the Mets uh, the World Series they were in World Series in 2015 made the playoffs 2016 but haven't done anything besides then White Sox I can't remember the last time the White Sox made the World Playoffs White Sox are irrelevant they yeah, are. Um, I'm just I, I can't think of anyone else. But. If we're gonna be talking about money though and MLB offseason stuff, we've got to talk about Garrett Cole. We do. So Garrett Cole got he got paid. Uh-huh. So nine years, uh, three hundred twenty-four million. So keep in mind that Strasburg, and we'll th- I'll just throw we don't need to talk much about Rendon, but signed with the Angels for seven years, two hundred forty-five. Oh, that's broke boy money. Okay. All have the same agent. So that agent Scott <laughs> Boris is getting paid. That agent, you take out. I mean, they probably get like twenty percent, but still, even if they don't, even if it's only like, actually, it's not twenty percent. It's gonna be smaller than that. But that's so much money. But so, like, if the you look at it, the winner of the MLB off season is this agent. So if you look at it, um, this year, so this is Ken Rosenthal, What's Rosenthal, his name? Scott Boris. Scott Boris. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm gonna make a picture of him, and I'm gonna put some cool shades on him, uh-huh. and it'll be like a meme, and I'll post it on our Instagram. Okay. So this, so uh, so far through this off season. He's had Cole get 324 mil, Rendon get 245, Strasburg get 245, Moustakis get 64 mil. So that's right now he's sitting at $878 million. So even if you take his, if it's 10%, you're, he's pushing 100 mil. Mm-hmm. And then he's still got uh, Hinge and Rue, who's going to get paid. Mm-hmm. Not as much, but he'll probably be in the 150, 200 range. All right, I found a really cool picture of him, by the way. Okay. They like the look right here. So Perfect. I'll just put some cool shades on him. Do the um, you know, Snoop Dogg meme. There's an app where you can make like a dozen meme for you if you want to do that. What's it called? The Snoop. I don't know. The Snoop Dogg. You know what I'm talking about? The Snoop Dogg meme. Shades. Thug Life. That meme. All right, we'll work on it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then he's got Nick Castellanos, who will get paid probably in the 50 to 60 range, and then Dallas Keuchel will get paid same type of range. So he's mm-hmm. easily pushing over a, a billion for his. Yeah. That's. That's dope. Yeah. He's the biggest winner of the offseason. No yeah. 
Not I the mean, Yankees, not Strasburg, not Cole, this guy. Yeah, but the Yankees finally got their uh, their starting pitcher. About They're, time. They needed one. But, of course, I mean, you knew they were going to get one. Yeah, I mean, and when you throw out money as, like, the Yankees do, you're going to eventually time people because at some point – it's not even about. It's just like I, I have to take this money, and uh-huh. he's gonna go win a World Series. The Yankees. I mean, they got to be the favorites going into this year. So, I did see. You know, the Yankees have to um, shave and me? clean cut the hair. Thank you. Perfect. Okay, I got it. All right. So, um, I don't know if you how familiar you are with baseball. The Yankees, classy organization. They make everyone. You're not allowed to have a beard, and you have to be like clean cut. That's stupid. Yeah. So, That's and if you know who Cole is, he's got his scraggly beard, and it's kind of his I, I saw that he cut it. flow-type hair. And then I saw him... Uh, Did you see... Oh, this is important. Did you see when he signed, he brought up that little sign with him in the yeah. game? That tugged at the heartstrings a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. That had to have... That, that made me understand why I went to the Yankees a little more, because if he was that big of a fan... No, I mean, he was a big... Like, that's part of his reason, so... I mean, that's fair, but they yeah. paid him, too. Uh-huh. It's both. Um, but if you know him from last year on the Astros, he had his kind of, I mean, I'm not going to say he like was like, like looking rough, but he had a little stubble and like some longer hair. And he today, when I saw his, uh, interview after the press conference or whatever, it just did not look the same and I don't like it, but New York, they're men of class. Yeah. What can you do to me? They're men of money. Yeah. They live in the manor of the MLB. That's fair. If you don't know the manners, uh, what, Hey, no context necessary. True. Uh, moving on. If you know, you know. What's next? We can hop into the NBA. East Tennessee State just beat LSU in college basketball. Interesting. That's all. That's all. Very interesting. NBA talk? Yeah, let's move into NBA. Let's you take over here a little. Let's start off with a little KG LeBron action. Okay, so Kevin Garnett got in a little... I, I would say, you know, like the NBA, it's just the most drama mm-hmm. type A little league. scuffle. Yeah, just always chippy, always people taking shots. So he petty said, wars. Yes, it was petty. Okay. So he, in like a, in the Bill Simmons podcast, a fellow podcaster, uh-huh. he said, "I quote: We broke LeBron. You understand how he went to Miami? He was trying to consolidate because he didn't want the pressure on him placed on him by us. You understand? We ran him out of Cleveland. Interesting. And so basically, he was saying his Celtics teams." LeBron is a little girl. They mm-hmm. ran to Miami away from the Celtics. So he's saying he went to the Heat, won his rings with his backup help, and uh, then went well, back because to... the Heat had to go through that Celtics team. Yeah, and then he had to go back to Cleveland to make it seem like he's still the hero that he was. Uh-huh. Interesting. Which I mean, I don't. Kevin Garnett, I think he was really good as a player, but he seems like one of those guys who's just like really salty now he's retired, yeah. and everyone was better when he played and. The NBA is so different. Like, he he's the type that goes to the rec center or whatever, and is just like, like no young kid can be better than him, even though they're better than him. You know, yeah. like his it's, greatest player of all time is himself, and second is like Will Chamberlain. I mean, to an extent, he's not wrong. Uh huh. I mean, you can't argue that. You there's... can spin it anyway, though. Yeah. If he would have stayed, you would have been like, LeBron is scared of going to play with other good people where he's not the best on the team. Yeah. I mean, to, the way he's looking at it, um, you could definitely say how he doesn't. He just he was struggling with the Cavs, so they had no one. They, so I he mean, went to the Mo Heat. Harkless was like the yeah. Second best so that he went to the Heat where there was a better talent, and that that's when he was able to finally beat the Celtics. Uh-huh. But I don't think he was like, damn, these Celtics are getting to me. I got to go beat them somehow. Yeah. K- KG's just salty. That's it, my opinion. I mean, and then he went back to Cleveland when they were in a better situation. He had got his rings. Uh-huh. So I mean. Uh, one thing I was talking about with a friend over the weekend. Okay. Um, we we really just discussed, and this isn't on the script. I'm just talking about it. Go um, How the NBA, like, the NBA has to be rigged. It okay. has to be rigged. As a not an avid NBA watcher, just explain why. Just like, and we can honestly, we can make a whole NBA conspiracies episode uh-huh. if you wanted to. There were these videos on YouTube where like. The whole point was the NBA after uh like the Bird and Magic era, kind of was like Jordan hadn't really come up yet. Mm-hmm. I think that might have been the timeline, or maybe Jordan was like really young or whatever. So it was like kind of started like Jordan's Jordan, career. Yeah, it, yes, before he had like become like an idol in the NBA world. Uh huh. And they were the NBA was wondering like how are we gonna make this money now that Bird and Magic and some of those guys are gone. We're kind of looking for a new era. So it's kind of started when the NBA came a little softer. 
I mean, sure. I mean, that proves exactly what Okay. Sure. It's just, basically, the NBA is looking for a new star. And um, so Patrick Ewing was dominating at Georgetown that year. That was when the Big East was really big in college yeah. basketball. And he had a mammoth of a year. Like, he was terrific in college. And basically, the seven teams that could have had the number one pick that year, that had the odds, were a bunch of just random, no-name cities. Like Timberwolves, Grizzlies. Yeah, and then New York. Yeah. And there's, like, footage of, basically, it's of David, I think it was David Stern, or whoever the commissioner was at the time. I'm, I think it was David Stern, though, still. Okay. He, um, of him, like, when he puts the card into the lottery thing, like, he he bends it so he can tell which one he needs to pull out. Like, it, like the card goes in, and they mix up the cards in the little ball or whatever, and then yeah. you pull a card out, and that has the envelope with the team name on it. And it was, like, when he put the next one in, he, like, bent it, and you can see him when he goes back in. He's like, you see his eyes, and he's like looking for the bent one, and he sees the bent one, and he pulls it out, and it's like, oh, the Knicks get Patrick Ewing, and like that was just the start. There was a ton of them. Okay. There, it goes into how like um, Cleveland when they were trying to get LeBron back, kind of like to Cleveland, and that whole thing was going on. They got like three number one picks in four years. Okay. Like the odds of that, the odds of the same team getting three number one picks. One of them was legit. Like when they got Kyrie that first year. Uh-huh. Like, they should have been the number one pick. Yeah. Like, they were the worst team. But then, like, the second year, they had, like, a 2% chance of getting it. And they somehow they got it. it. And they got Anthony Bennett with that pick and miss. And then two years later, they get the Andrew Wiggins pick that they had no business getting. And that becomes Kevin Love. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like the games are rigged where, like, they're scripted. But it's like yeah. they set some things up to make it better. Exactly. To just the storylines and who's where – it's it's really 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 interesting. And I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if all sports are like that though to an extent. I know, just because it's it's still money. And it's and it's it's such an entertainment industry. Like at the end of the day, mm-hmm. as much as like it's a game, for the for the leagues, it's all about their people watching the talk they get behind it. Uh-huh. Like when you can send a big big market or a player to a big market like New York and Ewing, like you have to take advantage of that because that's where so much money is going to go into. I know. And but just like. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. In the same concept, I just finished. This is a complete tangent, too. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm killing it. Interesting. So, um, no, this is even more off topic. Okay, so keep going. So, I was watching the show called Shooter. I just finished it. Okay, Luke Brown telling me about it today. Don't ruin it for me because I'm going to go watch it. Oh, it's awesome. Okay. It's he, awesome. He did tell me the ending, how he said it was like, he described the ending as one of the most, where the woman dies, I guess. Oh, why do you already tell you that? It's yeah. gonna make you look at the show so differently. Okay, so he's just said how it was one of the most sad endings or like sad shows he's ever watched in his life. It, the show itself is not sad. Uh huh. Like every episode until the ending, you're not gonna be sad. You're. It's like an action show. And I mean, Luke already kind of told you this, so you're already gonna know who. Yeah. It is. But like, it's like the hero has done all this work. Mm-hmm. And then. The hero kind of deserved to die because he's done some effed up things. Yeah. And, like, it would be – you don't want to see it, but it would be a justice ending if the hero died, like, a respectful death. Like, you could live with it because yeah. he lived a great life. He did a lot of great things. And he did some messed up things too. Yeah. And then at the end, they just kill his wife. And, and he lives with it. So And it's just, like, a backstab, like, yeah, slap to the like, face. It, yeah, and the, the wife dies, and it's his fault. Yeah. And it's just the most – Luke was trying to get me to watch the last episode. I've been sitting on it for a while. He's like, text me whenever you watch the last episode. Happens with five seconds, five minutes left in the show. So it just, bam, happens, done. Yes. Like, Luke told me he, he saw it, and he said, like, the re- he said he, he watched it over summer or something. It was like he watched it the morning, and then, like, the rest of the day, he was just like, well, that's depressing. Like, oh, it sucked. Like, it, it's just in, like. And in, in within those last five minutes, the guy, the husband, ends up, he gets revenge on the guy who killed his wife. But, like, he, it was it still his fault. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So it's just a punch in the mouth right as the episode oh, ends. Oh, dude, I watched that whole show, and this lady, she's done nothing wrong. She's been such a supportive wife. She's managed the kid at home. I hate that he told you that, because it really... Well, he, I kind of, he was kind of just telling me about it. Like, he was more, we had just gotten done throwing. He was explaining how he it was, was texting, yeah. Yeah, he was he texting was you. me about it. And so he's like, oh, I'm talking to Stud about the show. Like, I was like, I haven't seen it. And he's just like, oh, well, in the last episode, so-and-so dies. He's like, you should watch it. Like, well, you just told me the ending. So, like... I mean, and it's really not, you can watch the show and you'll still get everything out of it. The point is that killing this lady did nothing for the uh-huh. story. But it was just like, why did you do that? She did not deserve to yeah. die. She didn't have to die for the plot. He could have went and killed this guy, 
because he had plenty of other reasons to. Yeah. And it would have been a perfectly fine ending. And I would have been, wow, Shooter was a great show. But they just really stabbed my heart. Well, is it based on a true story? I think a little bit. There's okay. no way all this happened. Okay. Because like, he was telling me there's a movie, too. Yeah, he. I'm, I'm going to watch movies. Okay. All right. It's it's like a diff, it's like a little spinoff. Okay. Um. Well, where I was getting into with like the conspiracy part of it yeah. was, so like all these shows that I really like, it's like um, the government, the government is running things obviously, but there's stuff that the government can't do, because it's the government that still needs to get done. Yeah. And so like, there there have to be people who work for the government. Who nobody knows they work for the government. Yeah, just secret, just... Yeah, and, like, obviously that happens in the show and they have a name and they, like... Do the dirty work and all that. Exactly. But it's, like, hypothetically, if the United States, if there's some political thing in Germany... Yeah. And the United States would kind of be screwed if this guy wins. Like, how do we go interfere? Like, do we send people and, like, go kill a person? Yeah. So they can't get involved and set up a chance? You know, like, there's got to be just this dirty work done by the government. There has to be. Like, that has to be real. Yeah. To a uh, certain extent. To a certain extent, there's definitely people that are just top secret. Like, families don't even know they work for the government. Yeah. That it's like, hey, you have a secret government, go- government job, and you have to actually go kill people. Because the thing that this show talks about, too, is it's like, it, you get, a, like, a sneak peek with their president at the end, and it's funny, because he's kind of Asian. And yeah. you're like, this guy would never be, like, he's yeah. never had an Asian president. But it's kind of not saying that Asians couldn't be president. It's just, yeah. It's just, you can tell it's a show and they don't want to recreate it. Yeah. And so he's sitting there and he's like, the first thing you do when you get in the office, it's actually not about, they tell you all these secrets. And I thought it was going to be about uh, secret passageways in the White House. Yeah. Like old presidents. Like ways like if you need to take cover, you go down this hall. Yeah, just like secret stuff. And all, all he told me about is like, Oh, like you think the dangers are like the ISIS's and the Al Qaeda's or whatever, but the danger is actually the people in the country who are like secretly plotting against the government, and you have to work with these people who don't who work for the government but aren't FBI like just yeah. work quote unquote work for the government undercover to take those people out, and that those are actually the most important people in this country. And so just like the White House gang, yeah, like that's what it is. The mafia. Just, yeah. I it's love shows like that. And so this one this one is all for it. I just think like the government shows are interesting, just like even like the very base levels like criminal minds, like stuff yeah. like that. That's just like I, I, I just prefer a certain level of government corruption. Yeah. Like, that's that's where a show gets lit. Have you seen Jericho? I haven't. I would Jericho and Shooter will take you a long time, Jericho will take you less if you want to start Jericho. Jericho is about um there's they're in this like kind of abandoned town. Okay. And a huge atomic bomb goes off, and like basically the whole United States gets sent into like a like panic mode. Like there's no rules anywhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like basically what's it? It's like Armageddon, I guess you could say. Okay. It's like not that natural disasters are happening necessarily, but just like the government is completely shut down. It's towns against towns. It's really good. Okay. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're into the government, you enjoy that, but... Yeah. I, I, that's just more of, like, just casual talk, I would say. I no, I do think it's interesting, just... Shooter and Jericho, I would highly recommend. Okay. Just bringing it back to, like, even just the... um, Just a conspiracy. Like, I do... It's gotta happen in... Conspiracies um, have to happen everywhere. Like, there's got... There's always some undercover, like... It just... It makes the most sense. Like, whether it's the people sliding recruits we'll get into the national signing day in a little bit uh-huh. but just like sliding recruits money like stuff yeah, like that for a long time i didn't i wasn't sure if college athletes got paid they get paid yeah they have to they and get like, paid so much i thought the funniest thing was an old miss when it's old miss the grove obviously everyone knows about the grove but when the players like walk through the walk of champions these like it's like i'm assuming they're older alumni they're older people like like most people give them high fives they they ha- they hold 20s in their hand as the players walk by they take it and just grab it and like high five slide in their pocket i thought it was funny you saw that yeah like blatant obvious seriously like max mom went up and like thought it was funny so she went up and got a 20 and like gave it to like the kicker who like probably thought it was the coolest thing because no one ever gives them money so like mm-hmm. this, this lady gave me money like it's awesome like yeah just blatantly give them 20s like hey good luck yeah it, it's just it's not surprising at all there's nothing you can really do about it but all these kids get paid they get paid when they're in high school they get paid to go where they need to go yeah like i'm 
I'm sure they get paid. Family gets paid. Whether it's like to literally to come take an official visit, we'll give you so much money. Yeah, whether it's, I mean, you cannot stop me. Even if I'm like a kid who goes, hey, I'm not going to take any money. I'm above that. Yeah. They are going to pay my second cousin all this money. Just to influence you. To influence me. And then they'll pay my second cousin even more if they go. And then that money will come back to me. And they'll just pay it to my dad. Yeah. it, It gets... People, people get paid. No, I don't agree with that. And I do think, like, especially with the lottery system, I think it's a little more rigged, whereas it's hard to rig it when it's, like, NFL and MLB are based off your position. Like, yeah. you can't, unless they're rigging the play. I do think there are... Rigging the play is harder, though. I don't think they rig the play, but I definitely think there's some, hey, we'll call a few extra fouls late in this game. Like, with the Saints-Rams uh, mm-hmm. pass interference, like, yeah. whether it's like, hey... We somehow like let the Rams win. So what? I don't know what it is, but yeah. I do well, the think Rams that. Rams were in L.A. at the time, right? Or um, they were in San Diego. No, they were in L.A. at that point. Hey, that was LA, last year. Big market. Big yeah. market. I mean, yeah, it's hard to argue. Some of the stuff, it's just it might be a miscall though. So that's where. Yeah. I, the play is a lot blurrier lines, but in terms of all the stuff off the field. I definitely see like just the entertainment part of a word. It's like surefire. This will bring in money. Yeah. It definitely happens. There's no way they look at. Yeah, it definitely. It's a dark world we live in. Yeah, I mean, it definitely happens. And if you've got a valid argument for why it doesn't happen, let us know and come on the show and debate us about it. But you it. won't have a valid argument no. if it happens. Um, NBA load management. Yeah, just let's just jump right back into the NBA. What are your thoughts on players not playing games? To um, to just chill. See, I don't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about, Jalen Rose talked about how Zion will not play eighty-two games in a year. Yeah. Now I like to an extent, like not I don't not because he's injured, but I think that's just where the NBA is headed. Where whether unless they reduce the season, like which, which is I think what they need to do, with it, which is coming. But it's money. It's still money. Yeah, I, I I don't see a problem with taking a rest if you got if you play four games in a week and you want to take the third one off. I don't mm-hmm. see a problem with it. Yeah, I mean, the deal with the NBA is just the season's so long. It's such a grind. I mean, people don't understand 48 minutes of basketball. That's a long game. Especially with how physical the NBA is. Uh, yeah, it's and you're asking stars to play 40 minutes. That's where I think when he talks about Zion, I don't even necessarily think – I do think Zion's going to struggle with injuries because mm-hmm. it's been half a year and he's already been – I mean, the odds of anyone playing 82 games. Yeah, well. just, yeah just whether it's like a – you get sick one day or like yeah. you have a hamstring just a little tight and you yeah. take the day off like i think that's just where it's heading so it, it's hard the thing that i think about too that i mean there are games especially for the superstars and like this is like the emotional part of it but like mm-hmm. the little kids like there are people who go to games like and i don't know if you saw the lebron co- quote lebron is like i'll always play if i'm capable yeah just because there might be some little kid in a town that i only come to once a year and, like, if I sit out that night, like, how, like is... how many people you're letting down. And I understand that part of it. In terms of a straight basketball side, there's no way I could play that many games in that amount of time with that physicality. Like, that's a grind. Yeah. Well, it's not that you couldn't do it, but then expect to be playing your best Yeah, in the it's more of, like, it's why would you not take a day off and be, if you're going to be 50% for this game and for, like, the next few days, why would you not take one game off and be 100% for one or two games? And just... And then, especially when you get into guys who are in their tenth year doing it, who are trying, trying to be their best in May and June when the playoffs roll around, and, and these regular season games don't. And once you start much. to lock up your playoff spot, why would you not like NFL? We'll talk about yeah. this in a sec with fantasy. Oh, if the dude, if they, if Lamar like didn't play, no, they won't because they haven't locked up the one seed. Because yeah. I think the difference. I guess we'll just go off on a tangent here. The difference between this whole episode. Yeah, but the difference between, which is why the fantasy playoffs end week 16 instead of week 17, which uh-huh. should. You know, there's probably a few fantasy leagues that go to week 17. That's when you start to look at it. It's Different things happen both weeks. Uh-huh. But, like, it's not super unrealistic because if the Ravens were to sit people in week 17, like, it could very well happen. Yeah. So that's where, like, I just think towards the playoffs, why not rest your players, give them a break, especially when your regular season ends and a week later you're in the playoffs. Do you want to get into fantasy stuff now? Let's go ahead and do it. Okay. So, everyone, wish me luck. I am braving 
the championship Sunday mm-hmm. this week. It's so everyone out of Bush League, me and I lost first round. Mac, did you beat Mac in the second round or is it Wyatt? Um, I think it was Wyatt. Wyatt beat okay, so I lost in the first round. I put up my lowest point total of the year Seriously? in playoffs. So What'd tough you, way to go. What was the score of your game? Lucas had like one ten or and something. You had seventy five. Oh. And it was just it was one of the games where if I just had a halfway, it was like a mix of I should have stuck with a guy that I started all year. Uh-huh. And then, got a little too cute. Yeah, and then also a mix of... Um, well, that's how I lost to you, is I got a little too cute. I didn't play Lamar and them against... Uh, yeah, same against, reason. Against a good defense. Against Niners defense. Or maybe a Patriots defense. I think it was the Patriots. It was the Patriots. Yeah. You, and, you get a little too cute, it'll bite you. And it was just a mix of, like, if Russell Wilson just had half, like, just a halfway decent game, I could have pulled it out. But uh-huh. I would have lost next week to you anyways, like Lucas did. I did. I put up 163.6 yeah. points. Yeah. So that's where, like, I'm not super mad about it. Um, uh-huh. I, I got my ring last year. So I still want you to beat Wyatt just because of how bad we, we destroyed Wyatt. And, <laughs> yeah. If you, so if you said you're going to be in the championship, I would have been, I would have hesitated. Yeah. But then if you had told me I play Wyatt, I would have been like, oh, you're... The way you guys talked about Wyatt, you made it sound like he was going to be Owen, whatever. He should have been. And Owen I was like, whatever. okay, things that happened for him that were good. It wasn't... The reasons well, that we said he was going to be bad isn't why he's good. Yeah. Like, it was also because he was holding out, wasn't he? Yeah. And then, like, we talked about, like, taking Tyrone too early. Like... It's just, even if he made the, like, he still would be in the same, it's like guys, like, he had Chris Godwin in the sixth round, who ended up being wide receiver three. Yeah. Or, like, Aaron Jones, who ended up being running back, like, five. Well, hold so, on. Like, so, I'm looking at his, I'm look, I pulled up his draft. So, like, Melvin Gordon won, Tyree Kill second round. I mean, I, he didn't take Tyree Kill that early. No, but it was, what happened? He on. got hurt early. Yeah. Well, he took Aaron Jones in the third round. That ended up being a great pick. Okay, so here's, look at, keep looking at the draft board. So I had in my two back-to-back rounds, second and third, I almost took Dalvin Cook over James Conner. Dalvin Cook's the best running back in the league now. If yeah. I had just done that, and then I almost took, I think Wyatt took Aaron Jones in front of me, <coughs> which yeah. prevented me from getting him. But I was going to take him if I didn't get Marlon Mack. I think it was a pick before me. I don't. Can you can you st- fact check that? No, it was a pick after you. Okay. You took Marlon Mack instead. Of, well, are you sure? Are you looking at Snake? Yeah. No, I'm looking. You took him with the third round ninth pick. You took Marlon Mack third round tenth pick. He took yeah. Him see, and if I take Aaron Jones instead, I would have easily like been a contender, like so much easier. Aaron Jones, you could have had Aaron Jones and Cook very easily. Yeah, and like I debated on it hard in the draft. Like I remember specifically looking at like, okay, what do I want to do? I'm gonna play this playoff, playoff games. So, like that's another thing that bit me, but yeah. Um, and then only in the first round after he took um, because he took who do you think in the first round? He after. Patrick Mahomes went round four, pick two. Uh huh. And on pick three, he immediately jumps for the quarterbacks and picks Deshaun. Yeah, which, which is still it's it's still a reach because of the other players he could have gotten there. He could have waited another round to take Deshaun. No one would have touched anyone. I know. It's, like if you look at who are the three players after he took Deshaun? Stephon Diggs, Alshon Jeffrey, Julian Edelman. Edelman would have been the only one that like Diggs and. Uh, I took Diggs, but Diggs and Alshon have both been just average this year, up and down. Uh-huh. But like, if he had taken Edelman and even have him at, if he would have had Tyreek Hill, um, Chris Godwin, and Julian Edelman as three wide receivers, like you can't argue against that. He would have been so good. It's more the fact that he could have been so much better than he is now, just based off how he took people. Yeah. And then in round five. Where is it? He took Chris Godwin, which just ended up being a lucky pick. Like, yeah. he just blew up. That wasn't anything he did. Round six. This was the worst one. He already has Deshaun. In round six, he took Breeze. Yeah, well, Wyatt does this thing where he did it, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but he decided to take all, all, all like, all Patriot players. Like, he, did, he his goal this year was to just try and take a bunch of, um, a bunch of quarterbacks and he was gonna try and trade them which like he didn't end up doing but like it didn't make sense that was his idea was hey i'm gonna have um like i'm gonna have all these quarterbacks for a quarterback when they know like what why it's asking for like when i tried to get because i had the whole andrew let me your rb1 i was like i can't do that like i'll give you a bench player like a solid bench player but i'm not giving my rb1 so i mean getting mark ingram late fourth round was just kind of a great byproduct of how good the ravens offense has been but I, i mean i have to give it up Taking McCaffrey at two over Kamara, that was a hot debate. That was a that was a good pick by myself. No, yeah, I'm giving myself credit because I very easily could have went Kamara there, and nobody would have said anything. But taking McCaffrey was the right call. 
But I would say the best pick was really um, round 13. Round 13, pick two. Mm-hmm. I took Lamar. Okay, yeah. That's I mean easily the best pick in the draft. Yeah. I mean, arguably the fantasy MVP. I personally think I have the two best players in fantasy in Lamar and CMC. I mean, I think, yeah, you could very – yeah, I agree with that. And so – I got and I got one of them in the first round and one of them in the thirteenth round. So in the thirteenth round is a lot of look. Kyler Murray went the pick before Lamar. Venti could have evenly easily taken Lamar, and I would have taken Kyler Murray probably with no complaints. Yeah, and before the season, we've been fine with that. Mm-hmm. Like looking back at my draft now, like I just all I don't have. If I would have held on to the Eagles' defense from the start, I would have been much better. Obviously, the Andrew Luck retiring thing screwed me because then I'd trade Cup for. Russell Wilson, which ended up working out because Russ is number two quarterback in the league behind your Lamar. Uh-huh. So, like, it was kind of like stuff like that where, I don't know, I just had a rough year. I think I struggled with injuries, but it's all right. I took my ring last year. I'll be happy to pass on the trophy to whoever. Hopefully it's me. Hopefully it stays in this Yeah, room. if it can stay in the bush within the Bush League fam, I think that's how you're – so if you want to run down your two starting lineups real quick, just to – I'll nail why. I got it. I'm running up here. Okay, go ahead. So I'm starting Lamar at quarterback. Okay. Um, I'm starting CMC. Christian McCaffrey is my R. Mark Ingram in RB2. He's starting Aaron Jones. Mari Cooper. In the same slot, he's got Tyreek Hill. I'm starting Allen Robinson. In the same slot, he's okay. got Godwin. Nail, let me talk about this one real quick. Okay. Godwin got hurt last week, was carted off the field. Not expected to play. Now, Wyatt... What are the odds Wyatt doesn't Now, check? Wyatt doesn't... He ch- maybe checks once a week if he does. He uh-huh. still has Godwin in. He's projected zero, questionable. He didn't practice today. Uh-huh. Most likely not. As we get a text from Wyatt, yeah. Uh, most likely not gonna, um, not gonna play. So it'll be interesting to see if Wyatt checks his team before. Now Wyatt's also tight. Like he'll check Sunday at eleven thirty. Yeah. That he, so he could very well change the last second. But Do you, so you you don't think he's gonna play? I don't think so because he was, he was kind of carted off the field and, um. He had an MRI on Tuesday. The results aren't back yet, so depends on that, I guess. But just something to keep an eye on, because if Wyatt doesn't start, if Wyatt sits one of his... If Wyatt, I'm looking. If he sits a player in the championship mm-hmm. game, it starts to like it starts to back up a reason of why Wyatt's not, because he doesn't pay attention. Yeah. Our, our true fantasy manager would have already changed this. Would have, like, Tuesday, they're looking to see if there's anyone they need to pick up on the waiver for a championship I already game. did. Obviously, okay. don't go take these people. Yeah, I won't. Like, that'd be a jerk move. Yeah, I'm not going to. Um, so, crap, I went off my team. Green Bay. Yes, and I, I don't want to start them. Okay, who's your... Just because I went and picked up a yeah. because mm-hmm. I don't... There's no That's what I did for the playoffs, too. Okay, so I have... I love the ESPN little reports. Yeah, I the outlooks. Yeah, and so it says Washington... Yeah, and which says, they're not. Consider them a very risky option and look for better picks on Houston. Okay. And it says the Bucks defense has outperformed expectations and been a season changer over the last month. So I got a little hope here. But it says they do play Houston. Deshaun did throw a pair of interceptions last week, and the Texans have been average on offense this season. Consider Tampa Bay as a low-end starting defense. So I might just start them. I like it still feels kind of risky. The bad side of that is the Texans are playing for their playoff spot, and Deshaun's going to be Deshaun at some point where I think he's going to have a game where he goes off. So if you look at the Buccaneers, over the past four weeks, they've gone 17, 2, 24, and 16. That's now, all the all the high numbers are with the touchdown, but even if you take away the touchdown, it's, it's 10, 18, and 11, which you're still... If, Dude, you, if, if I get seven, yeah. I would be elated. Yeah. I'm, so, just, I'm not trying to get negatives. I'm not trying to get zero. I just want some decent production. I mean, the only team I've really thought about... I thought about the Falcons. They play Jacksonville. What about the flip side starting the Texans? Because Chris Godwin's out. Um, I think Mike Evans is out for the year, too. I, let me check that. But I want to say Mike Evans the is Texans out. The Texans' lack of passing runs. Okay, yeah. J.J. Watt is fairly dramatic. Keyson is a fourth lowest sack rate, even with a banged up passing game. Tampa is still capable of producing big numbers when given time to operate. Okay, but think about it. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are both out, top two wide receivers. Uh-huh. You're trusting Jameis to throw to O.J. Howard? Who? Okay. I just don't. I'm not trusting that output. I'm not. Okay, to be fair, negative A. It sucks too much, even though they play Miami. That's fair. 
Before we say scored nine yeah. zero zero negative two. Lions aren't good. The Raiders defense. Raiders had negative eight two weeks ago. Negative yeah. one two weeks before that. Two four. I'm thinking of their. They had back to back good Bucks. I either Bucks or Redskins. Redskins against or I no they've had 16 24 2 and 17. Yeah, I mean if you look at their they've only went negative twice. Yeah, and then you look at outside of the going negative, they've been at least 7 a lot more than half the time. Yeah. I mean they they've been a solid fantasy option this year. Yeah. I have to go. I got to go with the Bucks. Go ahead and move this out. I agree with that. Cuz I I don't trust the Vikings have been great to me over the years and I don't want to get too cute with it. But against Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, I'm just not doing that. I don't. I think you go with the Vikings. Actually, I think you gotta stick with who you've been all year. Now, like looking at the Vikings when they're the Vikings, their last four weeks have gone three, six, fourteen, twenty-six. Last week. Yeah, I think you gotta go with them. I think you gotta stick with them. I've changed my mind. Now, last time they played Green Bay, they allowed six. They gave they had two fumbles and allowed twenty-one points. Let me see. So, Green Bay, where is it? On the road at Green Bay, they still put up six points. Now I get, I get, the Packers what, offense. What are the Packers playing for? Are they are they in? Are they not? I want to say they're locked in a playoff spot. If not, they're very well not motivated. The Pack- Vikings will be playing for a wild card spot. Oh, a motivated. All right, Packers. They could. St- the Vikings could st- still be playing to catch the Packers for division two. The Packers clinch the playoffs. Okay, so they're. Is it have they clinched a division yet? I don't think they have. So um, the Vikings could still take the division from them. NFL playoff. What do I look up? Like scenarios. I've got it. Wait. No. All right. They haven't. They haven't clinched a division. So the oh the Vikings are only a game back. So they win this game and they're tied for the division. Yeah. Okay. The Vikings have everything to prove here, but the the Packers are playing too. Yeah. Both these teams are playing full, but it's in it's in Minnesota. Give me the Vikings. Let me look at the difference. Give me the Vikings. Doing it. Yeah, I think stay with the Vikings. Just keep who you're... Now, they've been a lot better at home if you look at their stats. The Vikings have? Yeah. I mean, that's obviously very touchy, but... No, it's... Hey, that's facts, though. Um, I, I think stick just... It's more of a... At home, the Vikings have scored 15, 7, 5, 13, 3, 14. Put up 26 on the road last I week. I mean, besides that, three. They're coming off momentum, though. They had four fumbles last week, three picks, a touchdown, yeah. three sacks. And, and I've been playing them all year. Well, and the Packers have had some games where they've had absolute duds this year, too. Like, can't do anything on offense. Yeah, the, it, it's, the Vikings is the play here. Um. Oh, oh, this is – I need some help here. In my flex. So, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to start T.Y. Uh-huh. He's been hurt. He – um. Did he play? He played this past week, he right? He played this past week. Had nine targets. He didn't have any yards until the last drive. Okay. He had nine targets, only four receptions. Most talented player. They play Carolina. Who's a? It's a good matchup. And Who did they play? Was it the Texans? Last week. Yeah. No, it was Monday night. The Saints, and that was an absolute. They had a horrible game. Yeah. Like it was. I don't know if they scored. Was it a shutout? No, they scored at the very end. Yeah, that was the drive where he got going. Yeah. So I, I gotta go Ty here. Yeah, I, Darren Waller's a no brainer at tight end. I actually I'm thinking I'm gonna play Young Hoku at kicker. Over who? Over the guy I've been playing. I've been playing Kaimi Fairburn. Okay. But he but like his even though I've been playing him, he hasn't been doing well. His last I mean he's been doing okay. His last four games he's had eight four eight six. Okay. Which I guess is solid. Young Hoku over the same last four games has had eleven seven eighteen six. The three weeks before that, he's had 15, 10, 11. So he's averaging 11.2 points. Like, I don't I don't think I need to be loyal to him here. This is just a straight-up better matchup. Yeah, I, th- I think go with him. Because the Falcons have proven they're not going to just be, like, lights out in the red zone. No, I think you'll get production out of him. Who do the Falcons play? Jacksonville. Solid defense, which means... Field goals. Meaning. Yeah, you can look at... Yeah. I, mean, I, I th- I'm going to go with Young Hoku. Okay, I agree with that. And other than that, I think keep your line the same. Obviously, Tevin Coleman's with Mozart coming out um, has not been the player you kind of hope. He had no, back-to-back and, weeks and, of good and weeks. And also, in, that, in one of those flexes, I could play Duke Johnson, technically. He's who I played last week. I mean, the beautiful thing is last week, I still scored a 63, but my team is so strong 
that where like Duke Johnson didn't really do anything for me. Yeah. But like, I mean, Lamar, CMC, and Mark combined for like ninety five. Like I didn't need him to do anything. Yeah, I think stick with what you've got right now. Mm-hmm. Now keep a. We'll keep you updated on why if. Should we post a, like a story tracker like on our Instagram story like a Wyatt tracker? Yeah, just make sure you block the bush league. No, we can't risk that. I just don't. Don't risk him seeing it. Well, he's not gonna see it, but someone may tell him. I know. That's what I mean. Well, noon on Sunday, if Wyatt does not we'll play Godwin, something. yeah. Well, how about from the game? I don't need to do it because I don't want to jinx it. But post like screenshots of the game as it's going on. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. Keep it updated. Uh-huh. Um, let me look at Wyatt's team one more time. My hope is that if Chris Godwin's out, that'd be nice. Tyree Kill and the Chiefs, they play tough Chicago defense. Just to keep an eye out, there are Saturday games this week. Do you know that? So uh, Wyatt's Chris Godwin's a Saturday 1 o'clock start. Oh, even better. That's going to catch him off guard. And Because well, he's not going to know that there's – it's know. it's going to be like Why a – Saturday games? Just because college football's over now, so they're split it up. More, oh. t- better, more primetime games. People nice. watch them. I don't know. There may not be a Thursday night. I could be wrong. There may not be a Thursday night game this week. There's not. There's a sat. There's a Saturday at yep. 1 p.m. There's no Thursday night games. Oh, the fact that Godwin plays in the Saturday at 1 p.m. Which means as soon as it hits 1 p.m., Wyatt, he's, he's... I don't know if he... Because he's the type of guy who will check at Sunday when he knows there's football. But he's not going to know. I didn't know it was on Saturday. I mean, I don't have anyone playing on Saturday. You don't? No. That, there's. I think it's a pretty even split. I, I want to say it is. There's... I only see one game on Saturday, mm-hmm. and it's just this Houston-Tampa Bay game. Oh, the Patriots play Buffalo on Saturday. Yeah, I think there's like some decent games on Saturday. Whatever. It'll be interesting. Oh, and then San Francisco plays Rams. A couple people on my bench play on Saturday. Okay. Just... Oh, Kaimi, my kicker, he played on Saturday. But, I mean, I just took him out. Yeah. Duke Johnson plays on Saturday. Tevin plays on Saturday. There's three games on Saturday. Nobody, nobody who I'm starting on Super Bowl Sunday. Okay. And I think it does go to show you if you need some advice for draft next year. Look, I, I I'm still picking up a kicker and it's week seven it's playoff week. So like picking drafting a kicker is pretty much irrelevant. I think there's nothing wrong with streaming like I stream defenses all year. I draft a defense that's got a good week one matchup in the draft and then I stream them all year because yeah. there's always a defense that's surprising. Uh-huh. Like and now if you drafted the Patriots, obviously you're completely happy with that, but you can just kind of pick a risky defense it's, week one. I think it's more based on, like, obviously when you're looking at the matchups between, like, week one, take the better defense. Mm-hmm. Like, but, like, I think when guys, like, start drafting, it's more of when you when your league starts drafting defenses is when you want to. Lay off and yeah, get another like position if, player. If they're going to start drafting in week 10 and you're still looking for your backup running back, take your running back yeah. and stream a defense. Yeah. That's but, just, there's, not, there's, not, there's low value in that pick. Yeah. Um, the other thing I would say too is um is like same thing with kicker. Like you can you can draft a kicker last. Yeah. There's still good kickers. We have a twelve team league. There's still a productive and kicker. Everyone's gonna have. You're gonna be able. The way I look at it is. Nobody's. Gonna if you have the twelve, if you have a really bad kicker, no one's gonna have two kickers. Yeah. For the most part, so you're gonna be able to get a top fifteen kicker in the league. Yeah. So like. And the difference between um, a fifteen and a six is not much. No, like besides, unless you're looking at like a Greg Zerline, not even this year, but the past few years. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I would say too is, um, I don't, I don't know. I like, I, I think running quarterbacks have a lot of value too. I mean, obviously, I'm biased with Lamar here. Okay, I agree. Yeah, I used to not think so. I used to like a passing quarterback. Run, but, but running points are so valuable. And when they, team. like, a 40 yards is four points, that's a touchdown pass. Like, yeah. And Lamar's getting easy 100 yards every game. I know, but he's getting two touchdown passes just off running. Like, I used to like a guy who would just sit, Drew Brees, sit in the pocket and just light up the field. But, but, but I mean, it's not the value. A running and, quarterback is great. And, and generally, running quarterbacks are kind of winning more, too. And, like, if you look at, like, a guy like Josh Allen, mm-hmm. like, who's not – when you look at his stats, like, outside of fantasy, you're like, okay, he's decent, had a decent year. But when he's a fan, I think – I want to say he's, like, top six quarterback. Yeah. So it's – I mean, it's all – obviously, look, it, so much of fantasy is luck. Yeah. But you can you can definitely do a couple things. I mean, there's a lot of strategy. I talked to Venti today, and he's mm-hmm. – 
he took running backs first and second. He's been his wide receivers are so bad all year. Like he'll never do that again. Like stuff like that where there's some draft strategy. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, I'm normally I'm all wide receivers, but McCaffrey. I took McCaffrey and then I went to wide receiver. And then I was talking to Coach Dombrowski, our baseball coach. Uh-huh. He's big into fantasy and he's playing for his championship this week. He was telling me how the way he did, like, if he's deciding between two players, he looks at week one of playoffs and picks who, who like, who's, when he looks at his three rounds of three weeks of playoffs, uh-huh. he looks and see who has better matchups in those weeks and then just goes with that guy. Okay. Just, like, so say, like, I'm looking at, like, when I was talking about Marlon Mack and Aaron Jones, uh-huh. I can't decide, like, I'm 50-50, don't know who to take. Oh, you look at their Just go ahead and look at their playoff rounds. Whoever's got the better matchup, take them. Oh, it, and like, just basically, like, it's a fact that I don't think about it. Just yeah, based off that. Yeah, and then, we're, like, you get to this, and now, like, even if Marlon Mack has been a little worse than Aaron Jones all year, uh-huh. but Aaron Jones has a really good matchup, like, yeah. you you like your chances. Okay, that's good. It's, like, it's almost like a, especially when we have six teams that make our, or eight teams. Yeah, making like, the playoffs, you got a better shot. Yeah. Yeah, you can almost... You the can, majority makes... In our league, we have eight, and it's more just it makes it more fun. Like, yeah. it's not... Obviously, I don't... It should probably be six or four. But, like, the fact that it's, like... It, no, it should be six. Yeah. Half is fair. I think so. And then, I don't know, it's just... It keeps it a little interesting. Yeah, it does. When the fact that the majority make the playoffs, you got to almost play for the playoffs a little bit. And that's, like, what I think, looking down the stretch... Me and Mac talked about this the other week. You got to take take a few defenses that are gonna have good playoff matchups. Even if it's like you pick your first round, second round of championship, the worst case you you don't make it. But uh, what you lost a flex player on your bench who you're not gonna play anyways. Yeah, worth a shot. I think play for the playoffs a little bit. Play for the playoffs a little bit. And injuries, I mean injuries are gonna happen. Yeah. If you get in fantasy football, if you get injured, you're screwed. Yeah, and that's what happened to me down the stretch. I'm not gonna blame it. I don't. I mean, I wouldn't have won the league. I think I could have won first round. Uh-huh. But if you if you get injured, you're screwed. Yeah. Well, I think that's about. Yeah. Didn't really go to script, but I feel like we put out a lot of good. No, stuff. I think it was a good episode, good talking episode. Yeah, it was. A little bit longer, back to the 50 minute mark. Um, a lot no of content. No segments today. Just we had to catch up on some news. Yeah. It's necessary. I think but we hit everything hard. It. I think we covered a lot of stuff. Wish me luck message me in my championship uh-huh. i'm excited um you know yeah, be ready for that picture of uh since it's who's the the manager i already say the agent scott scott boris scott boris and since it's the fantasy football championship if you're listening to this episode uh send us the trophy emoji on comment on instagram yeah just comment a little comment a little trophy and then tag me yeah if, at you're, if you're trophy. listening at this point at me t- at me put the trophy or you can put the trophy uh-huh. at me either way i'll like it um the team yeah. to beat Going for it all. Just keep showing us the love on the Instagram. Um, keep an eye out for our bowl game slash playoff prediction episode. Probably the next two weeks or so, we'll come up with that. Um, hit home all the bowl games. Talk about them a little bit. But other than that, thanks for tuning in our Twenty One Savage episode. Uh, Twenty Two coming soon. Thank you guys. Coming very soon. It's been fun. Peace.